good books can change your worldview, touch your heart, or feed your mind. But there's only one book that can truly and completely change your life. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah explains what it is about the Bible that makes it so universally dynamic, yet also deeply personal. With a look at the power of God's Word, here's David to introduce a book that will change your life. Well, friends, if you would uh, meet somebody someday and they would say to you, I dedicated my whole life to the understanding of one book. I mean, that's really what I did. I spent every hour that I could, built my whole life, my whole system of life around one book. You would wonder, what kind of book would that be? Well, you're listening to somebody who did that. That's what I decided to do. I decided to dedicate my life to one book and to the person behind that book, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that book, of course, is the Bible. And it's a book that will change your life. We're going to find out about that today as we look at the 19th Psalm. So find your place in the Bible, in the Old Testament book of Psalms and the 19th chapter. Speaking of the Bible, we have a wonderful resource for you that we have been telling you about during the month of June. It is the book, Living the 66 Books of the Bible, a 287-page hardcover book in the gift genre, and it has practical application for every book in the Bible, all 66 books. You will be encouraged and challenged as you study the entirety of God's Word and learn that every book has a purpose, and you will find how that purpose works in your life. This is the resource for the month of June, and uh, we still have a few days left to tell you about it, but you don't want to wait too much longer. When you send your gift to Turning Point during this special in-gathering month at Turning Point, you can ask for this book, and it will be sent to you right away. So send your gift today to help us as we close out the physical year. And be sure to ask for your copy of the book, Living the 66 Books of the Bible. Let's begin now with part one of a book that will change your life. Jack McDonald was born in San Mateo, California. He was a military brat, and he grew up basically all over the United States. He finished high school in New Jersey, attended college at Michigan State, where he eventually flunked out. Ultimately, he married and returned to California, where he became a buyer for Macy's department stores. The pressure of his job was incredible, and he responded to his pressure by drinking heavily, making a series of very bad decisions, which eventually landed him in jail. In fact, he spent time in jail in five different states. He became ultimately a fugitive, changing his name and his life story with each new person that he met so that the warrants that were out for him couldn't be traced. In 1980, he went to the phone book and picked a name out of the phone book. He decided to call himself Jeff Andrews. That eventually became his legal name. He continued to run. Everywhere he went, he was looking over his shoulders. But one day, he got tired of it, and he turned himself in and began serving his sentence in Danbury, Connecticut. While he was there, by his own testimony, a guy named Gideon gave him a New Testament. <laughs> and one night at three in the morning, he took that little book to the back of his cell, and by the light of the full moon, he began to read it 
as he read 1 Corinthians 13, something hit him like a thunderbolt, and he instantly knew this little book was true. He received Jesus Christ as his Savior. And to make a long story short, Jeff is now the executive vice president of a computer company where he has been involved with Prison Fellowship, which is the base ministry from which Angel Tree has come. Today his marriage is strong. His testimony is being used to direct many people to Jesus Christ. He was literally, in a moment, transformed by the Word of God. The Bible has always been a difference maker, making bad people good and good people better. It's also been a book that's been under heavy attack. Many have demanded that it be banned from use. Emperors have demanded its destruction. Church leaders have placed their superstitious traditions over it. And even smart seminary professors have written it off as being beneath their sophisticated scholarship. Yet as you know, the Bible's pages continue to glow with grace and continue to provide hope and meaning for all who will look to it for help. Its message remains to us the only inerrant, infallible, and complete revelation that we possess from God. And it is the testimony of not only godly, spiritual, and religious people that this is true, but it is the testimony of all of culture. For the Bible continues to be the best-selling book of all time. Not only is it the best-selling book of all time, it is the best-selling book every single year since the beginning. It has sold so many copies that there is nothing to compare it to in any other written form. Each year, men and women buy copies of the Bible because they believe that somehow, if they can understand what's in this book, it will change their life. And I believe the Bible's power to transform lives is best described in one of the most beautiful of all of the Psalms that we have. More than any other Psalm, Psalm 19 reflects the beauty and the splendor of Hebrew poetry. C.S. Lewis believed this Psalm was the greatest poem in the Psalter and one of the greatest lyrics in the world. Another literary scholar wrote that Psalm 19 raises the psalmist to the status of a great poet who has stimulated the creative work of such eminent men as Beethoven. Certainly, Psalm 19 combines some of the most beautiful poetry with some of the greatest theology you will ever find in one place. And as we open our Bibles today to the 19th chapter of the book of Psalms, I want to share with you primarily from verses 7 through 11 the psalmist's reflection upon the power and the influence of God's Word. Now, the psalm in this section is organized in a beautiful way. This is why everybody looks to this psalm as a picture of parallel structure and beautiful symbolism and poetry. In the seventh verse of the 19th Psalm, we read, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. 
And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Now that's the text that we've opened to. But notice how it is organized by the psalmist. First of all, the synonyms or the nouns, and I'm going to take you back to your grammar for a moment. Synonyms are words that are like other words. They're words that are similar. So you have all of the synonyms for the Bible that are written by the psalmist. The psalmist refers to the Word of God as the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, and the judgments of the Lord. All of those are just synonyms for the Bible. And they all have one thing in common if you look at them. They all reflect the thought that the Word of God is not something just to be looked at and read, but something to be obeyed. You obey the law and the statutes and the commandments and the judgments. The Bible is a book for us to obey. Those are the synonyms for the Bible. Now notice the adjectives. Now an adjective is a descriptive term for a noun. Adjectives describe nouns. Adverbs describe verbs. So David tells us what he thinks about this book we call the Bible. He says this book is perfect. This book is sure. This book is right, it's pure, it's clean, and it's true, and it's righteous. You can read this psalm and learn what David thought of the Word of God. But I'm going to spend our time in the verbs, literally participial verbs, if you could say that word. Participles end in I-N-G. So here we have what the Word of God does. We found out what it is and how we describe it, but here's what the Word of God will do for you and for me. It converts the soul. It makes wise the simple. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. It endures forever, and by the Word of God you are warned, and in keeping the Word of God you are rewarded. Now, the question that comes when we open our Bibles to this section is why is it that we should be concerned about what the Bible can do for us? It's a very simple matter of motivation. If we don't believe the Bible can change us or transform us, why would we spend any time studying it? But if we stop for a moment and think about it, this book we call the Bible is an incredible book. It is the book. It is the only book. It is the only book that has within its pages the power to change and transform your life. And I want to take you through some of these things that the Bible says it will do for you if you will put it to use in your life. I hope it will be motivational to you, whether you're a new Christian, whether you're not a Christian, whether you've been a Christian for a long time. We understate and undersell the power of the Word of God. Let's echo the words of David today from this psalm and learn what we can learn. We learn, first of all, that the Bible will restore your soul. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The Bible has the possibility to bring you to a place of salvation. In fact, listen carefully. You cannot become a Christian without two things. You must have God's Word and God's Spirit to become a Christian. You don't get saved by osmosis. You don't get saved by going to church. You get saved through the power of the Word of God because in the Word of God alone is the message of salvation. In the earlier part of this psalm, we are told about how God's creation reveals who he is. 
But it is only through the word of God that we understand how we're to respond to God. So if you want to become a Christian, you have to come to the word of God. It may not be the opened book, but it will be the truth that came from that open book. Because without God's truth, you cannot become a Christian. You don't become a Christian by going through catechism. You don't become a Christian by a denominational affiliation. You become a Christian by putting your trust in Almighty God. And how you go about doing that and why you must do that is the message of God's word. Listen, the message of Christianity is only found, men and women, in one place. It's not in a theology book. It's not in a seminary course. It's in the Bible. At the end of the book of John, after he had written about all the things that Jesus Christ had done and all the miracles that he had performed, John gave us a postscript to his gospel, which is very important. Listen to what he said. These things are written, he wrote, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. You could put that over the whole Bible. These things have been written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. The reason the Bible is so important is because without the Bible, you cannot become a Christian. The word of God says in Romans chapter 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And 1 Peter says it this way, we are born again, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed through the word of God which lives and abides forever. This book, the Bible, is the message of salvation. And that's been illustrated to me over the years so many different times. When I was a pastor in Fort Wayne, early in my time there, a doctor began to come to our church. And we were such a small church that when a doctor came to the church, everybody talked about it. Oh, there's a doctor in our church. I found out a little bit later that he was the leading dermatologist in Fort Wayne, Indiana. One day after he'd been coming for a few weeks, he called me on the phone and he said, could I have some time? I have to talk with you. And I said, sure. So I met him for coffee and this is what he asked me. He said, this is kind of embarrassing to me, but he said, my son came to your Sunday school this week and in the car on the way home, he said to me, daddy, can you buy me a Bible? And he said, all of a sudden I realized in our whole house, we didn't have one Bible. He said, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't have a Bible. And he said, so what I want to ask you is, where do I go to get a Bible? So I was happy to give him some counsel on that. He told me, he went and got this Bible, and he began to read the Bible. And one day he asked me to come and see him, and I came to see him. He'd been reading the Bible, and I had the privilege of leading him to Christ. And his wife became a Christian. And of course, his son became a Christian. Interestingly enough, back in 1994, when I found out I had cancer, the first phone call I made was to that doctor. I said, I helped you once. I need you to help me. (laughs) Give me some counsel. What do I do? And he's the one who helped me get into Mayo Clinic. Over the years, I've watched his life and what God has done in his family. The Bible changed everything about him. His children grew up to love the Lord, went to Christian school. Some of them are in ministry. He and his wife are leading Bible studies and going forward, and their life has been changed. You know what the difference was? One day, his little boy asked him, Daddy, can you get me a Bible? And the Bible changed his life. 
Oh, it was Jesus who changed his life, but it was the Bible who told him about Jesus, and Jesus changed his life. I want to tell you something, men and women. There's so many stories of how God has used this book to literally change the lives of men and women and whole cultures. This Bible, this book will restore your soul. But notice the psalmist goes on and he says, the Bible will renew your mind. God's word will give you a practical guidance that you need in your life. It is a source of instruction to help you know how to do life. You know, the Bible is God's owner's manual. I know that's a very tough word for us, especially those of us who are of the male species. Owner's manuals are those things that come in the box that tell you how to do what you bought but now they're written in five languages, and so they're very discouraging. And you look at them and you say, well, I didn't want to read it anyway, so you put it away. And usually, when you don't read the instruction manual, later on, you wish you had. Can I get a witness? <laughs> well, the Word of God is like that. The Word of God is God's instruction manual to us to renew our minds, to help us understand life, how to do life. If you want to have a good marriage, you will find great principles in this book. This book is filled with incredible business principles. If you're a businessman, you could do yourself a great deal of good by maybe putting down one or two of the positive mental attitude motivational books that you buy, which are not necessarily bad, but they could not possibly be as good as God's perspective on how to be a success as a business person. The books of wisdom in the Old Testament are filled with truth about how to be successful in life. So if you want to know how to do life, then you need to allow the Word of God to constantly be renewing your mind, and that's how it works. You see, we live in a world where all of us are bombarded by secular, much of it perverse information. How do we as Christians keep that from taking over in our lives and causing us to be just like everybody else? There's only one way that I know for that to be corrected, and that's to constantly be pumping God's word through your spiritual system. It will push out some of that stuff and replace it with what God thinks. And when you do life the way the owner's manual tells you to do life, you will be glad you read the manual. <laughs> because it will save you from so much grief and so much heartache and give you such joy as you walk with the Lord. The Bible says this is a process called the renewing of the mind. Romans 12, 2 talks about the renewing of your mind. And 2 Corinthians four sixteen tells us that while our outward man is perishing, and we all know that's true, the inward man is being renewed day by day, and that renewal is through the Word of God. It's almost like a transfusion, if you will. The new comes in and it pushes the old out, and we become different because we've been spending time in God's book. The Bible will rejoice your heart. That's exactly what the text says. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The Bible will lift your spirit, it will buoy you up, it will give you a sense of joy. Sometimes when you read the Bible in certain places, you want to shout out loud even though you're all by yourself. If you read the Word of God, you will literally find yourself experiencing almost the whole garment of emotions, but mostly you will find yourself with a spirit of joy because the Word of God 
lifts you up into the presence of who God is and helps you see yourself as God has made you to be and gives you hope in your life. You remember the story in the book of Luke about the two men who were walking on a road to Emmaus and the Bible says as they walked along they were talking about how they had hoped that this one who had been crucified was going to be their savior, the one who would help them. And all of a sudden as they walk, they're joined by a third person and lo and behold, they don't know this, but it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the risen Lord. And the Bible tells us as they walked along, they were confused and concerned. And as they began to talk with Jesus and tell him about their thoughts, they began to hear him teach. And the Bible says he taught them the scripture. I wish I could have heard that message, what he taught them from the Old Testament. And the Bible says that, well, let me just read to you what Luke 24 says about that moment. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Have you ever had that experience? You're reading the Bible and you're going through something and all of a sudden you come to this passage and the word of God just is almost like it becomes alive in your heart and your heart burns with the truth, the encouraging truth of God's word. One day, an Australian woman named Darlene Sheck was battling depression and discouragement. It was back in 1993 to be exact and, and her burdens were almost so overwhelming to her she despaired of life. There seemed no solution for the problems she was facing but her family had become a Christian family and Darlene had begun to learn the power of God's word. So that day she reached for her Bible and she began to read it and she came to Psalm 96 which says, Oh sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all of its fullness. As she poured over Psalm 96, the Lord began to use his word to meet her innermost needs. And nearby was an old piano that Darlene's parents had given to her when she was five years old. Going over to the bench, she began improvising a song based on Psalm 96. And as she praised the Lord from Psalm 96, her depression began to lift and her faith and her joy returned. It never dawned on her that day that the song she wrote would become one of the most popular praise and worship songs of all time. Shout to the Lord, she wrote. And when we sing that song, we need to remember that it was written by someone who was depressed until she read the Psalms. And the Word of God buoyed her up and gave her that wonderful song of praise. That's what God's Word will do. It will restore your soul and renew your mind and rejoice your heart. And friends, there's a few more things on that list and we'll get to them tomorrow here on Turning Point as we continue our discussion of verses 7 through 11 of the 19th Psalm, a very, very powerful section of Scripture that tells us about the power of the Scripture. We are very excited about all that God has done during this last year. We give Him praise and thanksgiving, and we also like to take a moment and give you um, a shout-out for your part, because many of you have helped support this ministry that has gone all over the world and saturates this nation uh, with the teaching of the Word of God. And so thank you so much for doing that. 
Uh, be sure to know that this series we're doing now, which is um, The Word, containing all of the key messages about the Bible that I have preached in these years that I've been teaching you. These are collected in a beautiful series with a study guide and a CD album, and you can get them from davidjeremiah.org. And while you're there, you can kind of um, mosey around the Turning Point Resource Room and find a lot of good things that might be of value to you, including all the series that we have taught from the various books of the Bible. So good to be with you today. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow right here on this good station with part two of a book that will change your life. Thanks for listening. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's series, The Word, please visit our website, There you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected, our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. When you do, be sure to ask for your copy of David's new book, Living the 66 Books of the Bible, and learn to better understand and apply God's Word each day. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James versions with notes and articles from Dr. Jeremiah's decades of study. Get the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series, The Word, here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Did you know that nearly 2 million Turning Point radio programs are broadcast each year? Your support enables Turning Point to continue delivering the unchanging Word of God to an ever-changing world. And thanks to our giving challenge, any fiscal year-end gift you give until the end of June will be doubled up to $50,000. You can help Turning Point finish strong by donating today. Call 800-946-4300 or go to davidjeremiah.ca. If you're looking to enhance your personal or group Bible study, look no further than the Jeremiah Bible Study Series. In each volume, Dr. David Jeremiah helps you understand what the Bible says and how to apply it. Along the way, you will gain insights into the text, identify key themes, and be challenged to apply the truth found in Scripture to your life. Get your copy today. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca slash study. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash study. If you're ready to go deeper in your Bible study, Living the 66 Books of the Bible by Dr. David Jeremiah will help. You'll learn how to identify each book's purpose, theme, challenge, verse, and prayer. And it's yours with a donation of any amount to Turning Point this month. And if you give $60 or more, you'll also receive the first volume of this series and a Genesis through Revelation DVD. To learn more, visit davidjeremiah.ca. Multitasking may be all the rage in our modern world, but certain kinds of multitasking are now against the law in some states, like texting, even talking on a cell phone while driving. Centuries ago, the Romans observed a fallacy in multitasking when they wrote, to do two things at once is to do neither. 
I've tried to eliminate multitasking altogether from one area of my life, my relationships with people. If I'm speaking with another person face-to-face or by phone, I want them to know they have my full attention, that I am completely focused on what is important to them. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's focus on you on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.